Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm officially never doing this bit again. Not joking. Party's over. We gotta start fresh somehow, guys. I mean, I'm Alex. Yeah, that's right. We are sending, we're, we're, we're setting Alex's bit into a boat, sending it down the river and firing flaming arrows into mm-hmm. it as it goes off to Jokhala. How, ma- how many shots do we miss before we hit it? Well, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That, so all of yeah, them. Uh, wait, yeah. <laughs> See, the thing people don't understand is that you also miss a hundred percent of the shots you do take because <laughs> life is toil. And welcome to here come the sequels, everybody. <laughs> yeah, welcome to. Uh, we should qualify that we are in person. Uh, yes, yeah, so we probably sound different. Um, hopefully, future Tyler has made this like palatable enough to mm-hmm. listen to. Uh, well, his bionic hand, I think, will help with that. Sure. <laughs> After, after, after the awakening and the ascension. But, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're here, you know, special episode we've been building to for a long time. Three colors red. Mm-hmm. Three colors red. Uh, yeah, but we're all together. And past listeners will know that usually when we record in person, um, it gets silly. <laughs> it gets silly in here. We're going to try to keep it a little more stately today, because we're talking about a very sophisticated film, and probably a TV show at some point, um, if this franchise has taught me anything. Uh, but yeah, this is, the, this is the, we're almost there, guys, the road to 300. Mm-hmm. Our 299th episode is this. You know, I know well, we've, we've said plenty of times that it's all been leading to this. I think this time it might actually be true. <laughs> you know, it's possible. <laughs> um we should we should clarify that we're cheating a bit on the 300th episode. So this episode is going to go up in your feed as like I don't even know what it says we're on. Two eighty something. To to uh, give me a, a good podcast moment to look that up. Two eighty two is what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll talk more about what we're actually doing at the end of this. Uh, but for now, we're talking about three colors red. We sure are. Yep. Uh, three colors red. <laughs> Directed by Christoph Kislowski from 1994. It has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and a 94% audience score. Interesting. I think this and Fanny and Alexander are the only two movies to have a perfect 100 on this and Metacritic. Hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. So, sorry, Walk to Remember. (laughs) Uh, How dare you spoil our next movie? (laughs) (laughs) Happy 300, everybody. <laughs> well, I have to say, this movie had a lot of walks to remember. Not really. There's a lot of cars in it. Um, it feature- <laughs> Here's a synopsis of Three Colors. Right? Part-time model Valentine meets a retired judge who lives in her neighborhood after she runs over his dog. I, I have quibbles about the geography. At first, the judge gifts Valentine with-, Valentine with the dog, but her possessive boyfriend won't allow her to keep it. When she returns with the dog to the judge's house, she discovers him listening in on his neighbor's phone conversations. At first, Valentine is outraged, but her debates with the judge over his behavior soon leads them to form a strange bond. Ooh. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that interpretation. Yeah, it's not entirely. Her, her, her the dog runs back to the judge. Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh my gosh, I lost the dog!" And then she goes, and "Anyway." Yeah. Also, uh, I don't. Are they literally the same? Because she lives like in a very urban area, and he lives in like a garden. Well, the dog is able to run to him, so I guess it's like that's true. Maybe it's like a. Dogs are natural sprinters. They don't cover long distances. <laughs> the dog is also pregnant, so like that's a good. You point. know how much energy? That's a good point. Does it have? I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the puppy weight. 
Alice, what is your best and worst thing about three colors red? That's a very good question. Because Did you I'm, also start this episode and realize, oh I didn't think of this? I, I had did. I had given it some thought, but it's it's not cemented in my brain. <laughs> um this one Okay, so I think I, I like three colors blue, the best of the three. I think that's still kind of <laughs> top for me. Three colors white, go back and listen to that episode. I was completely baffled by it. I didn't really get it. I didn't think it was funny. A lot of that could just be um uh cultural yeah. uh miscommunication with uh just different languages. Um and this one it was like a middle ground where I understood what was happening, but I didn't quite know what I was supposed to get out of it emotionally. Yeah. Um until it got to the end and they're like, here's the action figure set. Here's everyone from <laughs> the really mm-hmm. movie. It's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. we find it perfectly. We, we... <laughs> It's a nice we li- knew how connected they were. Look, it's a nice in. little blue, white, and red bow on mm-hmm. the present mm-hmm. that is this trilogy. Um, I would say probably in terms of the best thing, I don't know, probably just our protagonist. I like Valentine. Yeah. Um, I think she's very close to Julie in terms of just we immediately kind of get a feel for her situation and uh, feel investment for her. Um, and the fact that she seems to be in kind of an aimless relationship long long term mm-hmm. or long distance i should say and the guy's tool yeah <laughs> a jerk and i hate him yeah he just seems to be kind of gaslighting her i guess um because he's he's never there and he's like oh well you need to be answering the phone whenever i'm yeah i'm i'm and always I'm, questioning why she's not picking when up i am available to talk you have to be available right, right, to right. talk and yeah just like her situation it, it's one of those things where it's, you're looking at it from the outside in and you're going well she should clearly not be in this relationship it's clearly unhealthy but for anyone that's been in relationships obviously that is actually a very realistic scenario to be in yeah. um which i think is, is something that's quite interesting that at least blue and red managed to capture fairly realistic sure. like looks at relationships i still don't know what to make of white sure. <laughs> but that's just because our protagonist is crazy in that um but yeah i think valentine I don't really know about her relationship with the old man. We can get into that. I need I need mm-hmm. answers, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> um, but I, I I found her compelling, and I, I she she was the element that kind of kept me going through the movie. Um, worst thing, it ended up not being a time travel movie sure. or like a weird time loop scenario, <laughs> and that's that's just kind of my fill in for. I'm not really because I don't really know how to interpret the movie. It's hard to be like. I have a very definitive worst thing, sure. unless it's the fact that I couldn't interpret the movie. Sure. Um, because the old man has this story about like falling in love when he was younger as a lawyer, and um, his girlfriend or wife—I can't quite remember—cheats um, on him, and we see that exact same scenario right. play out with Valentine's neighbor. Yeah, August. And so the whole time when that was built, when he gets into that story, I was like, is this supposed to be like a weird symbolic thing where we're actually seeing him in the past or something like that? And then I guess thematically it's just supposed to be about things repeating themselves. And he also has that line of like, well, maybe if I had had someone like you there when I was younger, maybe that maybe I would be a completely different person. Maybe I'd be a better man. And then we get to the end boat crash scene and the august mm-hmm. and her valentine have met up and i guess presumably are going to fall in love or right. 
have some sort of relationship. Um, yeah, because the the guy is also like, he's like, I had a dream where you were happy with yeah. this man in forty years, and that also is kind of like, oh, is that him saying he's from the future? But no, it's it's like a, I think it is like a symbolic like, this is a, like, it's reflecting on the fact that a lot of like everyone has similar experiences yeah. and that's like what makes us able to connect yeah. i think that's that's kind of where that's going yeah. um i think this will be a, a movie where i my grade will probably be raised just yeah. by talking about it because i'll start filling in the blanks a bit more um so i'll plead stupidity on this one <laughs> i really hope i, I want to start watching more like international art films with you because i want you to go up to all the tweedy sweater wearing people afterwards and go i just think it was funny <laughs> I just, it wasn't that funny this and there was, it wasn't a time loop movie like, <laughs> yeah. we're talking about like 400 blows and you're like ah, it wasn't funny which is like the one other French cinema like classic <laughs> that I've seen mm-hmm. and I actually loved that movie sure. quite a bit go watch like Belle du Jour or something and you're like mm-hmm. oh, whatever mm-hmm. look I, I it's it's not it's not a French film, but when we saw the lighthouse, I was yeah. I was like, my review of that movie was, I'm so excited to listen to smarter people yeah. tell me mm. what that movie mm. was. The movie and also I, is kind of funny. Yeah, it, it is very funny. Yeah. Um, so I kind of have that same response to this movie. I can't wait for smarter people, Tyler, to explain to me what I, it was happening. No, I uh, I can go next with things. I I don't know that I like got everything, and some of it was like. There was a lot there that I was getting, and then, like, I went and looked up more because I wanted to see, like, what people's interpretation was. But it wasn't like a, like, this movie for me, I mean, I think with Blue, I had to kind of have dots connected for me after Mm -hmm. and start thinking about it more. But with Red, I feel like, like, just on, like, a surface level, I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. everything, and found it just really compelling the entire way through um so like it was a different experience than normal where i might be kind of like with the lighthouse of oh i need to go see what people interpret that as because i have no read on it but i thought it was neat this was like i really enjoyed that experience i want to i want to get information because i want to hear just hear more people talking about this um yeah that's how i am with the green knight Sure. I was like, Which I, love, I love that movie, but like the two times I watched it, I had to go back and read the same I'm, interview with David Lowry to be like, oh, okay. I'm now regretting because I have not seen The Green Knight. Alex has not seen The Green Knight, right? Episode three hundred. I'm regretting that we didn't just be like the three colors and the fourth color, green. I mean, three um, three colors and did the Green Knight. Yes, I think y'all will both be fans. Uh, fourth color, The Green Knight. Um, the fourth I, color is heart. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think my best thing about it is just how I, I think it is also the protagonist, but like how proactive they are in. I I think it's how different they come across, how different Valentine comes across from the two previous mm-hmm. protagonists, and how proactive and sort of engaged in the world they are, um, because it makes everything really interesting, and in a way like. Um, in blue, Julie was very much just reacting to this giant event right. that happened. And then Carol in white is like, he is reacting, but the worst has already happened. And now he's like in the space where he's trying to plot his revenge and like 
yeah. you know, become successful and out of out of revenge or whatever. But this is like the inciting incident of this movie is Valentine running over uh, jo- Joseph Kern's dog, which there, there's an antisocial man in this movie <laughs> whose name Joe Kern. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Joe Kerr. Mm, it's I just, so good. I just, <laughs> I was very confused by that. Turns, <laughs> out, turns out there's a deleted scene. I don't know why they dropped it where he goes. You know, we live in a society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he, he's not, He's on that, that wavelength. Um, I I forget where I started. With that. Oh, yeah. Um, the inciting incident is just like these two people meet. Right. And then everything spirals out of that just from the protagonist being like, I want to, you know, this guy is, is messed up. He's listening to people. Um, I am like engaging with him because I don't understand his perspective because I am a genuinely good person. And I'm, I like try to make the world a better place. And like the movie really explores that with the reflection of this character of um, basically saying, it, are you actually doing it because you're a good person or are you doing good things because you want to see yourself as a good person? So it's actually still selfish. Yeah. Like it, it brings up that kind of questioning. Um, and there's just a lot of conversations throughout the movie and, and, symbols and patterns that just make it really reflective and thought provoking uh, in a way that I think the other movies feel a little more plot driven. This one is a little more character driven uh, Mm. and it's not characters reacting to their environments, even though those are both character studies. This is really just exploring how characters interact and like what the connection between people is. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was really kind of, like the the fact that we uh I think I said this on the last episode that the old lady with the bottle yes uh yes. who you shows up in, it, who yeah. shows up in blue and Julie is not paying attention because uh she's she's got some other things on her mind. Yeah, yeah, well, that's also when she's just completely detached from everything. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she I mean that I think that's the idea like right, right, right. completely detached and like I think Carol sees her and just ignores her. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's even worse than that. He smiles. He's amused by That's her predicament because right. he's right. a terrible person. <laughs> yes. uh, and then in this, uh, Valentine sees the old the old lady again struggling to put a bottle in the recycling bin and she just goes up and helps her. And I said that in the last one. I was like, oh, I hope that's where yeah. we're going with this. And that's not the most, like the most unpredictable thing. That makes sense. That that's right. a symbol that they would repeat. But like, it, it, I think that's a really nice moment of that shows the whole idea of this movie being like, just do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop being so self-absorbed. I don't know. Give Chewbacca the medal. He's, he's earned <laughs> it. Chewbacca. After all this time. <laughs> Similar. He sat there yeah. with Billy Similar, D. Williams. I mean, Lando. <laughs> Similarly powerful uh, literary device. <laughs> I cry in the Star Wars films. I d- Yeah. Um... <laughs> I do, I do love when Valentine's mother, Mon Mothma, <laughs> or I guess um. it'd be Mon Mothma. Jubaka. I, uh... Hansel. Um, no, I, I think that makes this movie so much more interesting that we have a character who's really not... Like, they have this weird relationship that they clearly are not really invested in and have kind of... That's that's weighing on them. Yeah. But in, in so many ways, they are 
trying to make the world a better place yeah. and actively helping out their fellow man. And that, I think, helps a lot of the stuff that this trilogy has been exploring really come to light and like be painted in a really optimistic, lovely way. Um, yeah, I think the, the movie is amazing and I have no worse thing. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I was going to say that my best thing was the cinematography, which yes. like, it's a beautifully shot movie and we will talk about it. This movie opens with um, a phone call being traced like through all of these different which, tubes and everything. Uh, I think I mentioned on the first episode, I was like, oh, the only thing I've really seen that's kind of like this is David Lynch. And that is, yeah. <laughs> that can be straight out of Twin Peaks. The Return. Totally. <laughs> like, it was, I was like, I'm, this is exactly what I need to do. Yeah. But what I will actually say for my best thing is I feel like this movie really does sort of, is a culmination, a combination of the previous two mm-hmm. where you had a, a, a protagonist, for me anyway, the protagonist in the first movie, Julie is very sympathetic and I liked yeah. her and I cared. And Irene Jacob is really good in this, but I think that Benoche might be my favorite lead for just as an mm-hmm. actor giving mm-hmm. a performance. But like, I really love that character. But she's also prickly and understandably nihilistic and apathetic and everything. And then you have Carol Carroll, who is just kind of a, a like a, a pathetic kind of jerk. Mm-hmm. And then you get uh, Irene, uh, you get Valentine, who you're like, no, I just like you. <laughs> like, yeah. You're a nice person. You're in a bad relationship that. I'm not mad at you for being in it. I feel bad for you that you're in it. And like you'd mentioned, the, the, the previous movie being plot-driven, I think the first movie is very much about someone kind of wandering through an experience. And the second one is about a person creating experiences and making things happen, mm-hmm. even if it's silly. And then this one, it is a blend. It's like watching characters react to choices other characters are making and then making their own choices. Like it's, it feels like, the, a combination of those two things. I like how this one kind of sums up the trilogy, right. literally and metaphorically, and all these other things. Um, and that I feel like sometimes I think we, just as humans, we overestimate a movie and like, is this is this smarter than I think it is? Mm-hmm. I think all three of these movies have been more accessible than we think they are. The previous yeah. one were just like, I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> but Blue, we all talked about how like, oh, this is way more accessible than I thought. Um, <clears throat> And I, 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 I like the way this sums up the trilogy. Uh, as far as the worst thing, I don't have a strong one. I was going to say that the dogs keep getting hurt. Sure. But then the movie's really spare in how it depicts it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, and the puppies are really cute. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. We had to watch creepy baby mice in the first movie. And yeah, now one, we get puppies. There's an adorable puppy, like, trying to get out of a cardboard box. And at one point, he just kind of hangs on mm-hmm. it halfway. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I also thought it was uh, very, very strong. And I'm glad you brought up the bottle thing, because that, that's a nice, like, ah, oh, they finally got the it, bottle. And it, it feels so. like if the first movie is about kind of being self-absorbed, understandably, but still like, right. like why it's not good to cut yourself off mm-hmm. from the potential of like being hurt by people. And then the second movie is why you shouldn't be awful about <laughs> stuff or if you're going to be awful uh match yourself with someone who is equally as sure. awful maybe that's maybe that's it yeah i mean um, they're together at the end so that does clean up the interpretation yes. of white yes yeah. correct there is a weird like that weird <laughs> isn't the word but like you i didn't go into this trilogy thinking there would be a like fist pump moment and this is the bottle isn't like a yeah 
But it's it's a moment mm-hmm. of like satisfaction that you don't really think you would get from movies like this, mm-hmm. which is, is really I, well. Seen. I think, uh, yeah, where the first two are exploring that sort of thing, this movie almost feels like if you didn't ask the director. So so Kozlowski, what if if you if this is how not to act? Yeah. What what do you think somebody should be like in society? And mm-hmm. then this is like, well, here it is. This is <laughs> here's a person who I think is a model citizen. And should, yeah. Valentine helps the lady push the thing in, and then she walks away, and she starts playing. Don't you forget about me? <laughs> Turns out the bottle's a lot of cocktail. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to edit of the last scene of this movie with all the characters getting off the boat, and it's mm-hmm. playing. Don't you forget about me? <laughs> or even better, it freeze frames on Carol because he's the one in the stretcher. Everyone else is standing up, and it just starts playing the Seinfeld outro music. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to talk about the final. So, uh, Carol Carol could be a Seinfeld character. Yes. That's the. Uh, I would fully believe if you told me he was in that it, show. They were, they were like, hey, we want to get that actor. Yeah. Joe, when, when uh, Joe Kern, he, <laughs> he's, after all the events of this, this movie, he's watching, and, and, and there's been this kind of recurring thing where he has been calling uh, this personal weather service, which I was convinced at first was a sex thing. Um, that was like masquerading as like personal. Because apparently in France in 1994, you could just call a place and be like, what's the weather going right. to be like? And they would tell you, and then she would talk about her job. But it wasn't even like local weather. It was like anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because right. they're like, oh, I've got a friend who's planning on traveling to England. What's the weather going right, to be like? Right, right. It's so like there's this whole thing about okay. how Valentine is going to take the ferry... And then somebody else is going to be on a yacht. Oh, no, no. The woman he's talking to on the phone is like, oh, I'm going um, I'm going down the English Channel and I'm going to be on a yacht. And it's all fancy. And then he's watching this news footage. There was this like horrible storm and the yeah. yacht sank. So that lady died. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the ferry is okay. Or the, the ferry, most people died on the ferry, but there's some people survived. Um, and then it's all of our protagonists with this. Right. Julie and they they each ha- they come out and the narrate or the news reporter like explains who they are and they do a little freeze frame. Yeah, but it's like Julie and Olivier, so I guess they did yes. stay together and he's alive, which is cool. Um, and then you see uh, you mentioned Valentina and Auguste. And my favorite thing about this, I like that the movie just did portals essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, they're all here. Um, like I said, it presented us with the action figure box set right. that I didn't know I needed. And the judge and Joe Kern is like, I could do this all jour. <laughs> Um, Kevin Feige was watching uh, Three Colors Red in 1994 and was like, "You can just you can just put all the characters together, huh? Well, one day, what if that'll be me? What if that's another idea?" And he's, he's, he's writing a few notes here. Like everything about it was everybody's like they have their shock blankets on and they're all like shivering. Oh, you okay? Uh, we and they get out and then uh, but Carol Carol's on a stretch. He's on a stretcher because Carol Carol was like, oh no, the water. It hurt me so bad. I, I, I didn't get damaged by by the crash or the boat sinking or anything. I had a tummy ache. <laughs> oh, my pants are so wet. They're so uncomfy. <laughs> carry me, please. Jacques, carry me. He's not French. I Dominique, do don't leave me again. <laughs> that would be great if they had freeze-trimmed on Julie Delpy and she was just like rolling her eyes. <laughs> what did I do? Pod to scrubs, but yeah, it's 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 a pretty it's a both like humorous to me, but also like satisfactory moment of like oh they all lived right, yeah. and it's like a 
I mean, it, it goes back to the um, our, our retired judge character kind of talking about destiny and like choices you make and like the way that yeah. you you end up like there's there's a running thing where he's talking about a a sailor that he acquitted right and he was he realized later that he was wrong mm-hmm. to acquit him but that sailor went on to have like three kids and like a loving family and now yeah. it's like you know totally performance and then he's like oh does does the justice i'm giving out mean anything like the, yeah d- does everyone deserve one way or you know to go to jail or not like yeah how many people could have become like a model citizen if they, you know, if I if I hadn't sent them to jail? So like, yeah, it's it just is. It's hard maybe to talk about without me immediately finding other tangents in the movie. That sure. I'm like, I want to talk about that. Well, that's, <laughs> I, yeah. There's so many connections and there's so many just little explorations of ideas that are like the foundation of society. Like, yeah. It, well, the one that got me was when he when when he first tells Valentine that he's been tapping his neighbor's phone and spying on them. It's one of his neighbors who's like a family man. Mm-hmm. He they're listening to a conversation he's having with his male lover, and it's like, oh my goodness, you know, he's cheating on his wife with a man. And Valentine's like, you can't spy on people. This is illegal. Like, what are you doing? He's like, you can tell him. I'm, I'm, what am I gonna do? You know? Um, and she's like. I, w- I will go mm-hmm. and tell him. And so she storms over there, and then the man's wife answers the door, and she has no clue, and she's all sweet, and Valentine's like, I don't know what to do about this. And then she makes up a some story, I guess. But then she finds out that the man's daughter is also listening in on the call just to the other... Um, this is with landlines mm-hmm. to all of our young listeners <laughs> who, got, who, who hooked into our Euphoria conversation last week right. and wanted to come back and get more. Um, and the Alexis of the world who needed to be reminded what landlines were. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so Valentine has this moment of like, one, if I tell him that he's being listened in on, or if I tell his wife what's going on, if I somehow reveal this, like how is this going to affect this family of like nice people? But also the daughter knows. So does that mean the daughter's going to say something? Do I even need to get involved? Like, Am I being selfish in terms of am I just serving my own sense of moral justice? But also, am I really being helpful? Because is she get well, how does she feel about this? And then she says something about like, oh, I actually have the wrong house and I have to leave. And, okay, and it's, it's a really that, interesting. That makes a lot more sense. I I wasn't quite sure what the takeaway was supposed yeah. to be from all of that. Well, I think sometimes I think a lot of movies do this, but I think you know the answer was the question was to make you think mm-hmm. about it, not necessarily that the movie was saying this is what you should have done. Yeah. This is what we're saying. It's more, how, what does that mean? Um, that like the kind of echoing the sailor story is like, even if you do what you think is right and then you find out you're wrong, maybe you ended up being right in a different way or vice versa. Right. Not to, not to sound completely pedestrian out, but it's kind of like the telltale video games or like life is strange. One of my favorite mm-hmm. video games where there's a lot of times where I'll go like, Oh, this is the, this is what I think the character should morally do but then you know I'll, I'll play through the game and i'll go oh that ended up going like horribly wrong but maybe then that ripples out to getting like the quote perfect ending or whatever like it, th- that kind of question is really interesting ah i should have broken that guy's arm in the interrogation <laughs> i should have sure. i should have taken uh, uh the blame for chloe's marijuana <laughs> i bitch it in a video game <laughs> uh, but yeah i i, I don't know I, I found all of that that whole sequence really uh 
compelling. Um, I feel like there's another, I guess, with, uh, did, did the judge, because he goes to his court hearing, because he ends up uh, 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 confessing yeah. and turning himself in for the, 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 the spying. And so then he has to go to, to jail, or he has to a court hearing, and at that court hearing, he sees Auguste, the neighbor, I guess he's like the judge, he's like the lawyer, mm. he's somehow involved with the case, it's a civil suit, and he's with his girlfriend, and then, his, I guess his girlfriend's on the jury yes. for the hearing. Or no, I think it's, maybe his, his girlfriend is also, do, like, studying law, I think. Oh, maybe you're right. And maybe so, right. I think she meets another lawyer. Right, there. that's it. Yeah. And then they end up, or they end up having an affair. And so then the judge, the uh, Joe Kern is like, if I had never turned myself in, which was the right thing to do, quote unquote, would she have ever met this guy? Yeah. But also, even if she didn't cheat with this guy, would she have cheated with someone else? Like, right. What did did I set this relationship up for disaster, or was it always heading there? And this is just the form it took. Instead of she could have met someone at the grocery store instead. That was all really interesting. Um, also, this is two movies in a row where a person has had to witness their significant other mm-hmm. having an affair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all, all this movie is about affairs, now that I realize it, or involved that story. Yeah. Um, it's a movie for grown-ups. <laughs> but, yeah. Look, people just don't like their French cinema being deconstructed. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, yeah, I... I because then they had that the whole sequence where Auguste like climbs up the outside yes. of his apartment to um to I guess see if I can't remember Karima I can't remember his girlfriend's name Karen or something, I can't remember but uh I'll he, be honest I, yeah. for the most part I was not catching people's names sure I mm-hmm. like I completely missed the Joe Kern thing mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think I, that's I only, feel like I should have caught I that. think that's literally <laughs> only shown in like a newspaper clipping and then like sure. the subtitles said like what it said in yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. But because yeah. once I just remember him he's like Je suis un juge. And I was like, no way. <laughs> no way that word is juge. <laughs> okay, France. <laughs> How did we feel about just uh, thematically odd, this the plot with August. Mm-hmm. August. I like that that all makes sense and how it ties in together with the end. How did we feel about just how much screen time is spent on it? Because we keep returning back to it pretty often. I was fine with it by the end of it because I understood. Because I think at the time where I was like, is he the jerk boyfriend? Or, or, you know, I couldn't quite understand how he played into it. And then, like I said, I thought it was a time loop. Sure. (laughs) And then I had the same thought, though. I was like, have we been seeing a flashback this whole time? And then I was, oh, no, it's just the echoes. But um, I, I... in hindsight, I'm fine with it because I, I I see how important August was to like thematically, because I, similar to how the previous ones are about the liberty, equality, or equality and fraternity, but always kind of a twist on it. Mm-hmm. This isn't fraternity in terms of literal brotherhood; it's about connection. Yep. And this movie is about how like everybody's interconnected in some way, and that you make a decision and that affects someone else's life without having any knowledge yep. that you did, and you don't know like. Are you crossing paths with, paths with somebody right. who's like in the same store or whatever? And completely two years from now, they're going to be like super important in your life. Like, yeah, yeah, it's all absolutely. What I'm saying is, this movie gave me what I wish How I Met Your Mother had given me. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, 
get 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 Kristoff to take over How I Met Your Father. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, he's passed, but yes, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I would really love if season two of How I Met Your Father was like we're doing a we're doing a re a reimagining we're doing a reboot mm-hmm. we're rebooting it within the show and it is just How I Met Your Three Colors and it's just full on like Hillary. How Do- I Met Your Mother does have a lot of color symbolism. Uh, oh yeah, the I blue trumpet say. and whatnot. And blue trumpet, yellow umbrella. Okay. I mean, oh, we could Fair. have a season where they go to France. There's, yeah. there's a lot of Hillary Duff just like looking outside of a window, like wrapped up, like holding a cigarette. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think uh, for me, it, it gives enough signs pretty early on that it's like I don't think these could be the same people, or I don't like there's something weird going on with that. Um, because like he's listen, he listens to uh august like august is one of the people whose conversations he's listening to right. and he's like oh i didn't catch that yeah he's, okay. he's like there, there's a, a man who because uh, i think uh we see that august has like civil law books and he drops one right and like see reads a question in it that later ends up being on the exam which is an echo yeah. for the judge who dropped a book in an auditorium and this whole thing with that um but he, so we see that that guy is a civil law person, like that's what he's studying, and then the judge is saying like, "Oh, there's I'm listening to this guy. He's studying civil law, and uh, his, or he doesn't actually love his his girlfriend, mm. but he doesn't realize that he hasn't found the person that he's going to be with or whatever." Like, mm. um, and then they talk about going bowling on the conversation that he listens to, and then. Uh, Valentine goes bowling and there's like a, a pan over to a, a booth nearby that has I don't even know if it has anything that like tells you that it's who it is but like the connections are there enough that it's supposed to be like this guy is also here right and, like right. here's another connection between them it was like something like a broken bottle or yeah oh yes maybe yeah so I'm not sure exactly what the implication is of that but I, I also had a moment during that scene where I went oh they have bowling in France <laughs> And then I don't know why I was surprised by that. It just doesn't seem like something they would like. Sure. bowling. Well, now we can add that to our list of things to do when we inevitably travel to France. Mm-hmm. And next time I go bowling, I'll feel very cultured indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll they do this. another hamburger. <laughs> they do this in France. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're going bowling. Ah, yes, it's like in gay Paris. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the lane reminds me of the Champs Elysees. <laughs> I um, there's a I want to talk about Irene or Valentine's sort of um, career as a model specifically because I, and I don't have a conclusion to this but what do we is is there something to that is the idea of being a is that a thematic choice for her to be a model or is that just something that like She's a model in this. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there something about perception or something about how we present yeah. ourselves? Which I don't know that it really, I don't, nothing like dings when I think about that. Um, I did like, because there's like the sequence of her doing the that bubblegum ad and like later the photographer hits on her and she's like, no. And then later than that, I, mean, I guess that part is really just to show that like, hey, she's way too good for her boyfriend. Because mm-hmm. he's always accusing her of adultery. She's actively yeah. not yeah. doing that. Which I think also is supposed to play to that of like, oh, his his girlfriend is a model. And oh, so it's kind okay, of like yeah. even, even more jealous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't believe that. 
at the end, when she's talking about, like, leaving Paris, at least for a little while, is she talking about, like, retiring from modeling? Does she mention that at all? Well, I think the modeling is, like, her side gig, because she's yeah. a student. Also, I didn't realize this movie takes place in Switzerland. Oh. Because they talk about being, she's at the stu- a student at the University of Geneva. Oh. Oh, well. Because they mentioned that <laughs> she and Auguste are Swiss. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Europe is all the same to me. <laughs> well, we have that. We're all, we're all just, learning things It's here. just one big block <laughs> over is... on the other side of the ocean. <laughs> a lot going on in the world right now. There's a lot I, going um, on. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, you didn't realize that we were about to get political, did you? <laughs> <laughs> we're about to get political in the sense that we're going to realize there are more than two countries in Europe. Yeah, yeah. speak French. But the, I, I also like, because there's a whole sequence where she does the, the runway show mm-hmm. and has invited Joe Kern. Um, and I'm not going to get over that. That's, yeah. that's the broke my brain. And he comes he comes to the show, and, and I think yeah, then he has a story related to it. But as they're talking and having this very thematic conversation, the I guess like owner of the mm-hmm. theater keeps walking by, and he's like, have you seen Tracy or whatever her name is? No. She has these buckets. <laughs> she, you later hear them off screen, like during... A Valentine and the judges' conversation of him being like, "Put those buckets down; they're too heavy for you." <laughs> She's like, "No, the buckets." I just I don't know what any of if that meant anything, mm-hmm. or if that was just like, "No, they're talking about buckets right now." This just is. But and then of course the final image is identical. It's a freeze frame of her from the news report. It's identical to the ad she did, yeah, of the bubblegum thing. But now she's like showing emotion. As opposed to just like blowing a bubble, mm-hmm. you know how people look so bored when they blow bubbles. Sure, Alex, I, Alex saw that and she was like, he was like, she should smile more. I, I, I do it every day. <laughs> just blow bubbles, well, look at myself in the mirror, and I go, you need to smile and, more. <laughs> and talking about the model thing, that's that is a really interesting pattern because th- when she takes that photo at the beginning of the movie, the photographer's like no you have to look really sad like stop smiling look really sure, sad sure. um like like just think of you know be as sad as, as you can be yeah uh and then of course at the end she survived a horrible tragedy yeah <laughs> so like she there is a reason behind it so that's yeah. really interesting i think and i i think it might just be like a image to bookend maybe yeah in, in that way in that kind of emotional way of like the, the journey she's gone through but like sure uh I don't know. This this is a movie that I I watched Three Colors Blue and I was like that was great I really enjoyed that obviously I, I think I get it an A plus for whatever that means for us sure. reviewing classic French cinema on this podcast um, but uh, I watched and I was like that was great you know had had really really glad I experienced that this is like Three Colors Red I watched it and I immediately like I love that and I want to yeah. watch it ten more times <laughs> like, sure. like I feel like every time I watched this movie. Uh, I'll be able to pick up some more things and it is I think the only one of these that I really want to revisit mm-hmm. soon um, because I think there's just it's just really dense yeah not not to put you in a, in a corner or anything but I you did say that you think this might be one of your new favorite yes. movies which is I which is so. high praise that it's really cool uh, because I, it just it scratched that that itch I don't know yeah, <laughs> that, totally. that, there's Absolutely. a part of my brain that I was just like lighting up the entire time I was watching this. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it's the characters, it's the the conversations, it's the questions, because the entire movie is just like, kind of raising questions right. about 
stuff yeah. <laughs> about yeah, things, definitely. and they're all sort of creating a tapestry of, like, through these questions, what does it look like to mm. live together and to have human connection? I think I did find it easier to get connected to the characters in this, because, as we said, the previous one, the characters aren't that likable, etc. But in the first one, in Blue, I... I you, I, you, I didn't really spend the movie thinking about whether Julia's likable because it's not the point. Right. <laughs> I, I, but it, and that whole movie to me felt more like I'm observing how a person is handling this process. Right. And then that's kind of true in all three of these movies. But in this, in the second one with White, I was also put off by like how much I just didn't really get the movie or like what the people were. And then in this one, I was observing it, and I found the characters either likable or just really compelling. Which is meaningful, and I found and again I'm interested to think about whether Julie is, is likable or not, but she's definitely compelling, um, and that that journey she's on is so interesting. Um, yeah, I definitely I, this movie. This is a whiplash transition, but I'm going to forget about it otherwise. This this is the one of these movies that got the Oscar nominations. This was up mm-hmm. for directing and writing and cinematography. Um, apparently, it didn't. It was. It, I think Switzerland tried to submit it as its foreign, foreign language thing, but it was like you didn't. There was some like the the way the countries shared right. production credit. It's like I guess one, it was like produced by French. Yeah, it was like a French, Swiss, yeah. Polish production, I, and so. Okay, I think that's where my confusion is coming in, in terms of what movie takes place in what country, because <laughs> right. it's like they're all technically produced by. Yes. French studios, yeah. yeah, but then they use different production houses, I yeah. guess, in yeah. different countries. And it's like it's like the Polish director, yeah, and they take, yeah, I. Well, it does help that they very clearly are like, no, he's traveling to Poland and yeah, in yeah, white, yeah, yeah. like sure. that is like <laughs> right. But uh, this movie lost uh, cinematography that year went to Legends of the Fall, which I haven't seen. Um, sure. Directing went to Robert Zemeckis for Forrest Gump. <laughs> so there's that. That aged well, and. Uh, and writing went to Pulp Fiction. Um, I can't, of course, I can't remember the, I don't remember the other movies that were nominated in those categories, but I do think it's funny to watch this and be like, and not that I, you know, the Oscars don't mean that as much as we think they do, et cetera, et cetera. But when you put these things up against each other, you're like, oh, okay, this was nominated. That's really cool. Like, I wonder what won. Forrest Gump. Yeah, because this movie is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing we haven't even, I mean, you mentioned it's, it a Yeah, it's a beautiful like, looking movie. Yeah. The, and it's, it's not just the shots, it's the, there's a few shots that are interesting. There's a shot like you're, we were talking about mm-hmm. in the beginning where it's like following a phone line, a phone trace all the way through from the conversation to the center where the conversations are happening. Yeah. Um, and then there's the uh, shot of the book or like, it's not of a book. It's of the idea of a book yeah. falling down a like off a balcony yeah, in an yeah. auditorium. Uh, which is a weird thing to explain, but it makes sense in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there, there's like, I'm trying to think, there's a couple of other things like that where it's like quicker shots and yeah. it, it's a little bit different than what has been in the movies. But a lot of it is just, it's it's the use of the color red. Yes. Like There's so much set design that uh, is so meticulous in terms of the way that it comes across visually. Like, yeah. um, this has been in the other two movies as well, but I think it, is strongest here. Sure. Uh, where the there is stuff like when she goes into the veterinarian uh, hospital and there's a bunch of paperwork and medical stuff stacked up in, in shelves and like it just looks so perfect and it's framed in a way that's yes. just like 
it's pleasing and it feels very real. And it, same with uh, Auguste bookshelf. Totally. totally. Things, things like that where it's just the way they're arranged. Yeah. You can tell there's such an eye for how that's going to come across on the camera. And not even necessarily if it means anything symbolically, but just it yeah. looks good. It's good no. to look at. I, I remember when the the three of us and Joseph watched Bone Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. I, I remember there was a shot in that movie and Joseph said uh, like during it, that's like perfectly framed. He said that's just a that's just a great image, and like that really stuck with me because I agreed with him. Um, but I think there's a lot of that in this mm-hmm. movie where it's like just the way you have it angled, where like the car is right here and the window's yes. right here. It's just there's not even so much to like dig into about. Oh, it re- it's the levels. Although mm-hmm. I think someone did. I did read somewhere that like the characters in this are constantly at different levels. Where like. Mm-hmm. Valentine's standing and the judge is always sitting and they're kind of like how a social network they always shoot uh, where Zuckerberg is on like the left side of the screen and Garfield's on the right mm-hmm. or something I can't remember exactly what it is I'm, 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 but they have it so that they all constantly look like they're confronting each other even right. if it's in different images yeah so I'm sure there are reasons like that but it's just he knew like you said in the veterinary hospital like it doesn't jump out at you as being this artistically this painting of an image right. you're just like no, that just looks good. Yeah, yeah. I just like that the way that yeah. is constructed, and um, I think that's something this movie consistently does. And I just like there's always something red on screen, but it's not like we're filling up the screen and everyone's in red clothing. It's just oh no, there's a lamp in the back that's red, mm-hmm. or there's a rug that's red, or like her bracelet is red or something. There's always and that they did this in white and blue as well. I think blue maybe struck me as the most like we are putting blue over this. Mm-hmm. And that might have been true or it may have just been like me having to adjust to what the movies were doing. Right. Because this movie, there's not like red light in this movie, not really. There's a, there's a few. I guess there's a little pieces, bit. But not, yeah. yeah. Not in a way where it stopped looking like the real world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember being, excuse me, impressed in white how like, yeah, he just keeps finding it. Like they keep finding, I'm yeah. going to go to a snowy country. But even in France, like, nope, we're just going to have white white stone buildings and a pigeon craps on them and that's hilarious and so there's just a lot of that stuff um but yeah it's a it's a just beautiful it's it's funny when you see movies like this and you go yeah there are people in the world who just like really know how to make movies mm-hmm. <laughs> and how to like put images on screen it's really interesting alex you uh, are a big fan of uh the wolverine so would you like to talk about that <laughs> Yeah, let me let me talk about the the uh, thematic uh, color grading of the Wolverine. <laughs> the use of color. Yeah, there's you know there's always a Wolverine somewhere in the shot. There's always a Hugh Jackman on screen. <laughs> Sometimes you got to look real carefully, but <laughs> James Mangold has placed a, a, a tiny little Wolverine somewhere, mm-hmm. a little ceramic mm-hmm. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you're a big look, fan of that movie, but it's kind of fun. I, I do. I say this is a good movie. Yeah, I do think in this also one of the big draws of visuals is how often it connects Valentine and the Goose without mm-hmm, having mm-hmm. them like actually be like. There, there's all, all sorts of shots where you see his car. His car is a red Jeep. Yeah, um, yeah. You see that all the time and like popping in and like. That was another moment I had where it's like they have Jeeps in France. <laughs> yeah, and I think when it popped up, I did say un Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really right, like. What? How how many things do you think France doesn't have that we... Apparently a lot. 
I, what do you think France is like? What do you think living in France? I assume this is a lot of yellow post-war fields. Sure. I, I think we need to, to to rephrase the question. I think France should be the first part of that, and then Switzerland should be the second part. Of that. That's true. Because we, we are dealing with. You know, so, what, now that you know I think what? about it, they might they might not have bowling or jeeps in France. That's true. And I think about it, Swiss the Swiss totally bowl. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, because they're so neutral about everything. That's why they like bowling. Uh-huh. I don't know how that works. But no, I, uh, bowling is the least competitive sport. I will say of, that's of, not true. <laughs> I, I will say of jeeps. That to me is such an American car. Yeah, sure. The, sure. It, well, I think it's it's funny because it's got the the tire on the back and yeah, it's got the covering yeah. over it, and it literally is just the jeep logo. It's just this jeep, mm-hmm. and all the. It's kind of like how in one of the Harry Potter books, Harry says something about Dudley having a PlayStation, and I was like. At the time that struck me, I went, of course they have PlayStation in England. Right. Of course they do. <laughs> this is weird to me at the time, I guess, of thinking of, I'm going to play some Spyro the Dragon, and I? It's Crash Bandicoot. He's got to get his Wampa Fruits, hasn't he? He's doing a spin. What I was going to say before we went into that that whole thing, um, I did think the transitions between Valentine and August, yes. like those were just super clean. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it took a while for me to kind of figure out what the movie was doing <laughs> in terms of what story are we actually telling? I, I thought it was going to be, she comes across a dog, takes the dog in and then meets August and they develop yeah. a relationship. Like mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was doing. And then we stuck with the old man and I was like, what is he I, spot? Where is this going? Um, I think, but but I think uh, just real quick I, yeah. I I just think the the fact that you know we keep finding just these really fun ways to be like no the August plot is still going and we just mm-hmm. kind of cleanly get there and it doesn't feel like abrupt mm-hmm. or or funky or anything like that yeah very well edited yes mm-hmm. um for me so I mentioned on the last episode that uh, I think Roger Ebert described this as like or this trilogy as an anti-tragedy, an anti-comedy, uh, and an anti-romance. And so that was kind of in my head the entire time, yeah. that this was this could be considered an anti-romance. Um, and I think pretty early on it clicked for me. I was like, I bet they're just going to like continue to sure. weave around each other for the, until like the end of the movie. I did not expect it to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, to I, be... I think once... When the dog ran back to the old man yeah. and it was like, oh, we're carrying on more conversation yes. here. I was like, oh, yes. this is what the movie yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can, I think I can settle in now. It was like half an hour in. Yeah. But I was like, I think I can settle in I now. think it's also an anti-romance in that it's about this, these two people forming a, a, a very important relationship that isn't romantic. Right. Sure. And that is not. And, and the, the movie doesn't like flirt with it and make you think, ooh, are they maybe good? It's like, mm. that's never, mm. never couched. It's like, it's never the point. And it's also about the two active romances that are going on, both ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. In very that's poor true. ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Man, Kazowski did a really good job. He had a co-writer, who I can't remember the name. Um, they did a really good job. George of... Lucas. <laughs> the master of uh, anti-romance. I was going to say, of, of writing a terrible boyfriend. So, yeah. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Why? Because it makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maria, why didn't you come to the, the space phone? <laughs> why didn't you... Who are you with? I don't understand. Well, you have a dog. You should get rid of it. 
You should you should get a I think the Phantom Menace really when it comes down to it, it's about the the connection between us all. It's about (laughs) humanity and the way that we uh you know, really just are able to There is something uh, there actually. (laughs) To form a form a bond. Obi Wan uh, has that line about it being a, a symbiotic circle or whatever between the Gungans and yeah, the. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the it's, truth. It's there. It's, it's, it's all there. It's true. All of it. I'm just saying you're trying to make this a joke. It's actually there in the material. I've never told a joke. I'm George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Gungas. Anyways, I bet that. Um... <laughs> I like the sense I've never told a joke, unfortunately. <laughs> humor is too banal for me. He's, he's turning into Andre Brower from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You should come over later. I'm making my famous rice. <laughs> we were saying something at some point. Sorry. I was going to try to do something about an age difference between Anakin and Padme and sure. Joe Kern and Valentine. But it's not quite the same. Uh-huh. Um, were, were we about to get into the scene where August discovers his oh, girlfriend yeah. cheating on him? And you have to look at a guy's butt mm-hmm. for a while. It was it was more explicit than I was yeah. expecting. Because normally, uh, I mean, the, the, you know, the last two movies were pretty restrained in terms of yeah. graphic violence or sexual content. Right, or like, right. like Carol listening to Dominique cheating on him <laughs> is all open... It's on the phone. Yeah, it's not visually graphic. It's for me, it was very upsetting. Oh yeah, it's yeah certainly. But it's not. Yeah, but, it's not but, like visi- but visibly, it, it leaves stuff up to the imagination. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what they're doing to each other. We also don't even. They could be playing cards for. I didn't mention this last time. <laughs> A nice game of poker. But knowing that both Carol and Dominique are very manipulative, we don't even know that she was actually with anybody. That's true. That's a good movie. point. That's a good point. So she could have been playing poker with herself. <laughs> I think she was. <laughs> And let me tell you, I can't do that. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's 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 steer away from this. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't gamble. I'm George Lucas. It's okay, George. It's an anti-comedy. You're not supposed to get it. <laughs> well, I really think that uh, the Phantom Menace is an anti-romance, and Attack of the Clones. It's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anti-tragedy, because it's it turns a, out. It's an anti-good movie. <laughs> <laughs> they cut the scene in the, in, during the boat uh, rescue where they go around the survivors a perimeter create. <laughs> I do. I definitely was thinking that, or was was very concerned that everyone was going to die. Mm-hmm. Not everyone. The, the two characters, that yeah. Valentina and the Goose were going to die. After we like got them, because for one, I think especially thinking of it as an anti-romance is fun when they get on a ferry because mm-hmm. uh, there's like a conversation where I think uh, Valentine said she doesn't like flying or something like that. Yeah, uh, and so they get on a ferry when you know classic romance. And I think by this point there would have been this would have been a pretty established trope even in '94. Oh yeah, of uh, romances ending in airports sure like you know sure. before everyone leaves somewhere this is like oh it's a boat it's a little bit different yeah. it's kind of fun um but i for a second i was like oh are they just gonna die at the end is that gonna be like the subversion is <laughs> like because because he was walking to it, we we cut from the two of them are on the ferry we established that mm. they're like in the same area but we don't know like who here you know, we don't see them meet. um and then 
the retired judge is like walking out to his mailbox and gets the newspaper and he's looking at the newspaper and the entire time I'm thinking like, oh God, is it, they're just going to yeah. have him die. Uh, and because he pulls it out and he sees fairy accident, thousands dead or whatever. Um, and then he goes to watch the kind of news report on the TV. And like, I was very glad that it was a very optimistic yeah. swerve. I mean, a bunch of people still die, but sure. the movie being about connection and about the, you know, marginal actions that end up changing the entire right. course of, of your life. Like, I think that works very well to have them meet yeah. in the middle of that. And there's something like, not fully nihilistic, but about how like your circumstances aren't always up to you. Mm-hmm. Because when he calls to ask the personal weather service about the, the weather in that area, she's like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be beautiful. Right. I'm actually going on a vacation then with my boyfriend, I think she says, on a yacht. And so he's like, oh, great. Well, then Valentine will be mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And then it's a storm that, that yeah. causes the problem. Um, so this is kind of like how much can humans predict the weather and how can you predict yeah. you know, all these things. Um, but, you know, I think the dog goes on the ferry and isn't rescued. That's not great. We don't see it. That's true. Either way. That's true. The dog is with Dominique's imaginary boyfriend (laughs) who she met. (laughs) You guys can say for the post-credit scene where where the dog uh, is is on a beach and then his eyes open and he coughs up some water and then just trots off (laughs) into the dark. And you're like, what? The petit shangun. Uh, it was a pretty dog, though. Mm-hmm. Auguste also had a dog. So I thought... Wait. Auguste had a different dog. Yeah, I thought we were talking about Auguste's dog. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Auguste says... I, I was going to say... I, for Rita, some reason, thought the German Shepherd... No, Rita, Rita's still with... Yeah, 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 yeah. Auguste's right, dog is... because Valentina is like, oh, when I come back, can I have one of the puppies? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I got it all together now. Mm-hmm. Are we ready for grades? Sure. Um, I'll go first. I think I really need a rewatch of the movie before mm-hmm. I can a kind of get watch of the movie. correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I can really truly like feel comfortable with my grade, I'm going to give it a B plus for right now. And honestly, that's been raised, Britain, particularly when you were starting to talk about themes and everything mm-hmm. kind of interconnecting. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, it is all yeah. starting to piece together for me, but I think if I watch it one more time, it'll be like, oh, yeah, certainly, like, A- minus at the very least, but I, I'm, I'm feeling B-plus right now, yeah. just off of first viewing. I liked it, but didn't quite connect to it in the same way. Mm-hmm. So, it was better than white. <laughs> sure. Um, Which is fine. Yeah, I'm going to go flat A, um, and I would like to retroactively change my blue grade to flat A as well. I think that was an A-. minus. <laughs> um, if not, leave it at flat A. This, this and blue have the same grade. Um, because I like them both quite a bit. So, I'm going to go A+. Plus. Yeah. I think this and Blue are two of the best movies we've done on this podcast. I agree. And yeah. I'm a big fan. Uh, I think Blue is like, that was great, and mm-hmm. I am glad I watched it, and Red is like, that was great, and I'm going to be thinking about that yeah. for a very long time, and for probably sure. going back to it. When, and I am not one to normally get back to movies aside from for this podcast. Sure, <laughs> like I, sure. I'm very bad about being like, oh, this is a movie I want to watch. I've been meaning to watch Blade Runner 2049 again sure. for probably five years now. <laughs> I don't know how old that movie is, but it's, it's just close. about, yeah, like 
so uh, I'll uh, I would I would like to go back to this rather soon. Yeah. So Britain, just to confirm, you said change blue to an A. Yes, a blue and red are both. I don't have the score sheet with me, but I'm just making a note. Whoa! Um, I know, I'm really, right. I'm really winging bre- it here. I'm, yeah, I'm breaking ground. Yeah, we have a. I guess this is our our new thing is not being prepared. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, everyone knows that I am a master of improv. I just I <laughs> I, I live in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, that's so true, Alex. That's so true. So, does anyone have a recommendation? I know Alex said he watched a movie that he's not going to recommend. Not not a fan of the Lego movies over here. <laughs> Which JK. is what we're doing next time. Yeah, we're going to do a Lego so, movie at some point. Um, including Ninjago. Sorry, bud. Yeah. No, just real quick. I, I, I watched Chinatown. It's a good movie. Jack Nicholson's wonderful, but for obvious reasons, I'm, I'm sure. just going to steer away from that. I mean, if you're interested in just like neo-noir crime drama stuff, maybe try it out but we all uh, saw the batman so yeah we all saw we, the can, batman we just gonna make a joint recommendation on that uh, that's, that's good i i need to uh watch that again i think yes yeah, i'm 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 excited about the direction that's going mm-hmm. but we will obviously talk about that in more detail down the line um i i did finally finish the walking dead comic nice uh and it's very very good i'm nice. very happy with the overall arc and story of it and i think uh, I would recommend it to many people as long as you are able to deal with sensitive uh, images in black and white comics. Yeah, <laughs> so. and just lots and lots of viscera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eyeballs being in other places. Sure. Um, I didn't. I don't have like a movie. I've been watching Jane the Virgin, which is a really yeah. good TV show. I'm still in the first season, so like it's a five season show. So kind of like Tyler with mm-hmm. the Walking Dead comic, I need to see more before I can quantitatively say. But hot dang, it's good. So I guess I'll just. Re- I'll, I'm going to recommend another movie that I'm going to make up. Like I did last week, and this Ooh. is yeah. Can I can I have an alternate recommendation that for you to throw out to us? Okay. Can you pitch us the the next film in the three color saga? Sure. Like like okay. The French cinema is on the verge of collapse. Oh Theaters are dying. They come to you and they go, "Hey, we've got this idea. Pitch <laughs> us another three colors film." Eight, 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 yeah, pitch us <laughs> the fourth color. The yes. heads of HBO Max come to yes. me and say, "Britain, everyone's looking to franchise. It's all about IP." <laughs> so we own. We hear you love franchises. We have. So we want to make a franchise, <laughs> and we. <laughs> It's all about IP and library content. We, we people just re, they they did a dramatic reboot of Fresh Prince because that was smart mm-hmm. um, and is going great. Hi, I met your father. We mentioned, and now we're going to do that with with the fourth color, the fourth color uh, of the trilogy. Let's see, red, blue, and white. I can't, I can't say chartreuse. I'm not sure what it is. Sure, I think the fourth color is green. No, we already did the Green Knight joke, which is, was not a joke. It was a seed. Sure. It is green. The fourth is green. And <laughs> in this uh, new movie from Kislavsky, Kislavsky passed away, and so it is being taken up by the director, Paul Greengrass. Okay. Um, I like where this is going. He did Green he Zone. He made Green. I was about to say. There we go. He did Green go. Zone and the Bourne movies. He did the Green Ultimatum. <laughs> <laughs> and United 90 Green. And Jason uh-huh. Green. 
which I'm pretty sure is about a college student. Um, but yeah, yeah, green is it's green is great. You know, uh, it was just St. Patrick's Day, and so this movie is about. Um, I like the idea of casting the director for the solo because they're like green, green, green grass. Look, Brittany, you've really you're really encompassing everything with this pitch. We've already got a tagline on the poster. It's green is green, green is great. <laughs> but in this one, uh, it's it, so this is sort of the uh, Infinity War. This one is is three colors green, rainbow coalition. No, what's that freaking video game with the rain, rainbow siege? Rainbow rainbow six siege. rainbow six six siege. Um, that's that. Well, that'll be the sixth movie. It's called Rainbow Six Siege. So we're not there yet. <laughs> um, but in this one, uh, Carol Carol's back because I got to get the young the young viewers, mm-hmm. and he's going to Ireland this time to get up to some capers or capers. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go over there. I mean, he's an old, experienced guy on the edge of his robe. Yep, yep. We got we got to find out what's going on with him. And he goes to Ireland to uh, get back at his wife again because <laughs> <laughs> she. Um, didn't can i make a suggestion please (laughs) (laughs) i thought about i thought about it and it was like no okay okay yeah but his his but this time you know what is it his wife made an embarrassing tiktok about him oh (laughs) mayor okay she made a tiktok about him and about like this guy's such a goober and he's like, I'm not a goofy goober. And that was, it was set to the goofy goober thing from Spongebob. And she did a dance about how Carol Carroll's bad. And so Carol Carroll's like, I'm going to Ireland. This is a, this is a subtle setup. If we have Spongebob in there, then yellow, it's a hint that yellow That's is true. the That's true. That's exactly. Yeah. We're hinting at sequels. Uh-huh. It's got to exactly franchise it. this thing. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like how the, uh, uh, Julie was in between like the red and white and blue and yeah. It kind of Chewy, seems... we're home. Yeah. Uh, so he, <laughs> He goes to Ireland and he's hanging out um, and he's like, I'm going to disguise myself as a sheep. Um, kind of like how he disguised himself as a suitcase. He's disguising yeah, yeah. himself as a sheep in this one. Right. Um, Naturally. Right. And, and he's, it, it goes great to get back at his, oh my God, my brain is like, <laughs> it's full of wool. Kind of like Carol Carol uh-huh. in Three Colors of Green. Four colors green. Mm. Does each movie become five colors? Rainbow Six. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I think you do a rebrand. I think you do. (laughs) I think you. I think instead of like because you don't want to limit yourself to three, you then say the color saga. Colors, color saga. I was about to say green, or green, a color story. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because you don't. Because I mean, you also you want the title of the movie to be front and center. You don't want to have that be right, like right. because if you just see color people are going to be like well what what's that going on you you want to yeah. move that around so that like you got the name of the movie also there's yeah. a crying baby in the background we'll see how that goes continue uh, your pitch <laughs> i do th- i think it'll yeah. enhance britain's <laughs> i think color saga green or green the color saga yes is great the book of green, <laughs> green. color saga and not to be confused with green book <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, look it's all there it's just it's yeah, just laid yeah, well, out he, for us well he needs to know where he can go <laughs> and so he, he shows up to to uh county Kerry in ireland in ireland and he says i'm carol carol <laughs> it's me carol carol and he meets um a a sort of very old 
the still fiery. Uh, he's like, oh, I used to be in the IRA. My name's Branson, and <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Branson. And there's not a is whole. Is this the character from Down to It is, and there's not a whole lot I can because I don't know exactly what happens to him. <laughs> but he's he... well. It is. This is presumably a hundred years. Right. After he is a grown man. Oh, he's... He's... Old. <laughs> in this. Um, also, the characters in that show don't really age, <laughs> despite years and years sure. and years passing. Sure. But yeah, so they, they meet up, and uh, Carol Carol's like, I'm looking for some help. I've got to get back to my wife, who made this terrible TikTok about me. Um, and Branson's all, Branson, who's all about modernizing, is like, yeah, I know what TikTok is. Look at my cool dance. <laughs> So there's a bit where Carol Carroll and Branson from Downton Abbey trade dances uh-huh. for a minute. And that's about 17 minutes of the movie. Is um, this Carol's redemption arc? Instead of building like a, a successful business, he just becomes a really famous TikToker. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's trying to get back at Dominique right. and, and an take all her like, views. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm no yeah. longer a pariah. I am now a rising star. Exactly. As mm-hmm. a 75-year-old He becomes a... What, what, do you, what do you call the... The people who are like influencers, but they they live in like a like a hype house. He becomes like a hype house guy. That's what he goes and, and lives with a bunch of teens. He's just Jake and they're Paul. like, he's just. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got green hair. Yeah, that's what it is. And he does he does start he does start punching men in the movie. And this is how we get to the big revelation at the end of the movie, which is a cliffhanger on which we reveal that. He has become Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Just yeah, straight up. I agree completely. He and puts he puts on makeup, and in in the makeup transition montage, we just we replace him with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, and hope nobody knows. I think that works. I like that. There's now a prequel to Joker. Yes, a prequel to Joker where he learns he becomes the Joker in a different way than a show. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I'm gonna have a backstory, I'd prefer it be multiple choice. There we go. It's there thematically go. tied. Right. And so, which is this is funnily a, enough also um, what happens at the uh, end of Cartel Comeback to Gibby. <laughs> <laughs> also directed by Paul Greengrass. <laughs> I think we said a different. No, that was a that was a Mignawin. Mignawin. Oh, that, right, right. Uh, but yes, they every the, everywhere it, it's all it's Joker's all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> That that's HBO's new sort of uh, uh, mm-hmm. initiative. Mm-hmm. Is Joker's all the way down? <laughs> but also, if you're if you're looking through your HBO Max app, that's like the you go down like twenty playlists, and right. that's where that is. <laughs> it's like we have different hubs. You have TCM. You've got Cartoon Network, Ghibli. We've got Mar or DC Gibby <laughs> Studio Gibby. <laughs> Where's <is> the- <laughs> Gibby gets spirited away. <laughs> my, my neighbor Gibby. Uh-huh. If, if you've been able to follow any of this <laughs> up to this point, you get all the gold stars. And the audio is definitely going to be worse than yeah. on our other episodes. So this is going to be this going to be great. Should I say no? Not gold stars. Green stars. I get green stars. Yeah, a green a green star. No, does Carol Carol get a sponsorship with Hat Martyr? <laughs> That's a good poll. And I think I I think. The sort of like the um, I think he does. I, I was gonna say no, but then I heard a baby make a noise, and I was like, hope, <laughs> hope. 
martyr. We're looking to franchise. I do want to throw out the idea that Carol goes and he starts, he, he lays out his whole plan. There's like this huge, like 15 minute monologue where he's yeah. like, I'm going to do this and this and this. And he just upsets one person because Carol is the worst and he gets <laughs> shot. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's an anti-redemption uh, arc. Yeah. Look, it's green. It's about returning to nature, which is why he dies in a field of grass. Okay. The color saga green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I really need to watch a movie before the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. So talking of artistic vision, do we want to tell the people yeah, what we're doing? Yeah, I think we should. So, um, well, I... So basically, I don't know if we want to give away what okay. you'll. The next episode will be episode three hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll you'll see what we're talking about yeah. when we get to that episode. Um, we we have decided we we want to accelerate. We're kind of doing a we're doing a time jump. Yeah. Uh, because we have actually done this. Will be the two hundred ninety ninth episode uploaded to the podcast feed. Not not numbered as two hundred ninety nine, yes. but. In terms are, of the actual number of published we're, episodes. We're, we're rebranding the holiday episodes. It's all under the same umbrella now. We've got to get the, the brand back on track. It's, it's all canon. It's season one. Six years long. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday universe is sort of a... The holiday movies are sort of an expanded universe. Right, right. Um, so we want and that now we're be, throwing and, them all together. And so, yeah, so like Disney now calls the... I appreciate The extended canon stuff. I think that's like Star Wars Legends. Is, right. Is the, so it's like we're... It's now it's it's all it's all combined. Now. Right, it's right, like right. We have a different they're different universes, but we're you yeah. know we're streamlining. Right. Um, then that you know did the last night commentary track that was fan fiction. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, when Santa visited, that was a legend, certainly. Yes. Uh, so that is uh, you'll see what we're doing. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's where we're. Where we're headed, we're doing a little rebrand. Yeah. Um, you'll see what movies we got going on. And we're gonna, we're probably gonna do some different like structural changes, like mm-hmm. Alex mentioned, and like sincerely, Alex is gonna stop doing the bit. Yeah, that was the, last time. The phrase. You and... better go back to the beginning of the podcast oh, and enjoy it. Hug, hug those. Cl- he he recites Paramore lyrics at one point. Hug it's that true. close to your heart. I can't get to sleep otherwise <laughs> if I don't scroll up that episode. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> And I uh, and then it's my Alex Sesamar, and <laughs> that's that is the spinoff podcast that nobody needs. ASMR stands for Alex says meaningful recitations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that will probably be a little bit different. We might structure how we do the episodes a little bit differently. But at the core, it's still going to be about movies and friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is, and me making jokes and um, yeah. And that, and a lot of that, a lot of me, my sentence is not going anywhere. <laughs> Tyler, where can they find us? Uh, you can still find us at uh, herecomethesequels.blogspot.com, on Twitter at hctsequels. You can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com, and obviously we are on Apple Podcast and uh, Spotify and all the, all the good podcast players. Yeah, we're out there. Thank you guys for hanging with us through a, a an odd trilogy. Odd in that it's odd for mm-hmm. us to have mm-hmm. done it. But I'm glad that we did it. They're they're oh, cool yeah. movies. It's good, to, good I, to stretch the wings. I'm very glad that we watched these. Yeah. I think we'll probably do more. Well, I mean, the next trilogy we're doing is you know, kind of a... It's going to be a little auteur. Well, I, would say, I would say it's very auteur. I would say it's definitely thematic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there are going to be recurring themes, I'm sure. 
Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, here come the sequels, and they're still coming. I'm, I've been Brent. I've been Alex. I've been Tyler. And you're having a good afternoon. <laughs>